0: Hey guys, this is Daniel White, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. And today's guest is Ashley Johnson, a photographer. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the episode of Free Duty Podcast, the platform for creatives. And today I'm so excited! I'm I'm, I'm so excited for today. We have the Ashley Johnson here. Hi. What's up, Ashley? What's up? I'm kind of well. I'm still I'm super excited, but I'm super sad because she said she was bringing food and she didn't. So. I'm
1: so sorry. Like I've been doing my hair for the last three days until I was. This is actually <laughs>
0: true. <laughs> like, I've watched this happen. I literally got a
1: a message like when you walked away. It was like this hair situation is like a series. So like when is the last episode? <laughs> the last episode is today. Hello guys, it looks great. You look Hair great. Flip. Thanks.
0: People obviously the <laughs> listeners can't see that, but she looks fantastic. I look fantastic. <laughs> uh, but cool, yeah. So obviously, tell us what you do. I'm not gonna tell you so.
1: Tell. T- okay, what do I do? Um, so by day, um, when I'm not saving kittens, I work for <laughs> a. Um, a Medicaid organization called Cardinal Innovations Healthcare. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar. So I basically do really extensive background checks on clinicians that deliver behavioral okay. health services. So yeah, yeah like wow. doctors getting into stuff.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. And obviously uh, the other, I guess your side hustle.
1: Yeah, I have so many. So yeah. um, yes, a lot of things do. you can't see. So I um, have a outerwear resale business called Fort Lily, yeah. Um, that is seasonal. So it should be in season now, but I kind of took a year off um and i do a lot of creative consulting work for small brands in winston photography obviously <sighs> um awesome. and like fine arts and both like you know movies yeah. and,
0: and weddings and so stuff like things. that yeah
1: yeah so many things and um yeah so just a hobbyist
0: that is awesome <laughs> you're a creative powerhouse which i've seen through her feed but she'll share her um uh name later and you can follow her and all that stuff but it's time to photography yeah. And obviously you have many talents, but I want to um, dive into that specifically and maybe bring you back a little bit later and talk okay. about the rest of the stuff you do, because okay. you can probably talk forever about all that stuff. I'm telling totally... you. Uh, cool. So tell us about where you were born and raised, how your upbringing was and all that.
1: Wow. Okay. So I grew up in Winston-Salem. Um, a trefo. A trefo. <laughs> um, and I had a really big family. I have nine siblings. Oh my goodness. Um, And so I grew up in a just a super huge family. Um, tighten it in Winston um, and my upbringing was really I guess interesting you know having that many kids yeah um, is sort of I guess economically difficult but okay. in a way like super cool because yeah. you know it's really inventive so um, it, like so many different avenues to be inventive and like just I don't know original and resourceful yeah. so yeah um, grew up like with a bunch of cool kids. And um, went to school in Kernersville okay. um, for the most part. And then I went to UNCG. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was in the... Well, it took me like ages to graduate. <laughs> Who cares? <Long> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I made it through. Um, yeah, so I was in the English department and then I was in broadcasting and cinema um, and I sort of concentrated in both and then I was like on the karate lit staff for a while. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I was Annie, editor of the Carolinian. Oh, so, yeah, I did a whole goodness. bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing was really and cool. visuals
0: and all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. I'm about to learn a lot here then. <laughs> cool. So let's this, this dive back a little bit. Um, I guess, were your creative... Well, whatever avenue... whatever What started first? Was it rewriting or were you using photographs? I what?
1: think I've always been a writer. Like, as a kid, I was really quiet.
0: Yeah. So,
1: when you're quiet, like, everything is sort of internal. So, I had, like, all these journals and diaries where I had, like... Like, in one journal for a season, I had, like, taught myself to write backwards. So, like, the entire what? journal is, like, backwards. <laughs> what? Um, um, oh my gosh. I, like, journaled a lot. And then... Um as a kid like I always collected stuff. So I think my creative tendencies sort of came from that. Yeah. Um, like always keeping things and like I collected bugs and stamps yeah. and coins and rocks and like anything that had a pair or something that looked like it, it was like, Okay, this is a new collection of stuff, like feathers, like anything. So, um I would say like, you know, my creative tendencies just began with wanting to sort of canonize my life. Um wow. and and like sort of that spilled over into photography eventually right. but not necessarily recognizing myself as a photographer, but finding a different means to collect different moments and Yeah. Um yeah, so I, I would say that's where that began. That's where that started. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. So
0: <laughs> side, side track, for these bugs and stuff, where were you keeping it in the house? Jars, or?
1: jars. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised my so I had like we kept like bees, um <laughs> lightning bugs. Pray mantises. We were like on a pray mantis hunt for a while. So we would keep them in like jars, some of them under our beds, some of them just like in Alive. Know. Yeah. Like cruelty, yeah. <laughs> we Ash. didn't realize it at the time. We were just like, we're collecting all these. Peter's not listening. I I hope not. <laughs> Don't get me. I love honeybees. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag save the bees. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, yeah, the bugs were kept in the house until we realized, like, it was not safe to catch bees. And my mom was like, yeah, we got
0: to. You need uh, to go and look those out. Yeah.
1: Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, what's your mom do?
1: Um, My mom is, she's always been sort of a working lady. Yeah. So, any type of, like, hands-on job, really hardworking. So, she currently um well used to do factory work she no longer does yeah yeah yeah. so she's just chilling yeah i feel that yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> how does she feel about uh you uh pursuing this creative kind of endeavor i think she's
1: i don't know i think she's always just sort of been into it yeah like not necessarily understanding where a lot of the work comes from but right. like asking questions or just being like okay well that's just what she does and so you know really supportive um my dad also like you know, looking at stuff on Facebook. My mom, I think she gets, like, glimmers into what I do through Facebook. Yeah. So I'll yeah. post something. She's like, I really like that thing that you did on Facebook or that picture that you took. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> this is what I'm, <laughs> this what I'm always doing. But I'm glad that, like, she has, like, sort of a touch point to yeah. understand, like, my work and what I do. Because most of the time I write, like, yeah. you know, little reflections about it. So
0: Right. That's yeah. wonderful. It's good cool to have supportive parents. You know. Yeah, never yeah, yeah. That's cool. So does... So when you get your first camera, that's what I am talking about. Oh so God. when when did this happen?
1: Um when I could afford one. When was it? It was like this little point and shoot thing in um college. Okay. And then I just used it to like I was in college, so I was like taking pictures of my friends at the club, you know, you know, getting in front of Yeah, like when you actually had to upload pictures onto your camera and then onto Facebook. Ew. Uh right. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. I got my first, like, little point-and-shoot camera, and I, like, would go on walks and stuff and take pictures of just random stuff. Yeah. Not for any particular reason. Um, the first real, I guess, DSLR I bought was a T1i. Okay. Um, and that was also, like, after I had left college. And... I used it for just like exploring, and that was like when I was making some of the worst stuff. I was just coming up with all these weird <laughs> concepts. Yes. <laughs> like yes. You know, where I was like, I'm gonna turn my brother and sister into clowns and take pictures <laughs> with my stuff. It's
0: on did, Facebook. Did but you like, do that? Yeah. You really you like you. Yeah, it's, painted them and everything. No, no, oh. like
1: I, yeah, I painted their faces. Yeah, and I funny. like made this like balloon backdrop. And like turn them into clowns and took pictures. And then I would just take I would just do all types of random stuff. And everybody would be like, Oh my God, this is so amazing And then like two years later, like when I really know what I'm doing you and look like, back at it. I'm like, like, Oh, this is disgusting and now they're all hidden on Facebook.
0: No, you need to unhide those temporarily. I'll share
1: them covertly.
0: Let, let me see those. That's hilarious. That's coming. I mean, that's where it starts. Everyone has like a, like a, I think a funny start to that. You know what I'm yeah, saying?
1: Yeah, like you know when someone's just starting, it's like yeah, there's, there's it's not a bad thing. It's just funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just everything looks exactly the same, and you're trying so hard, but you're yeah. just making the same image over and over and over. Again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, so this jump through the journey through, because I guess in middle school, high school, were you just doing anything to be creative there? where you just, I mean, you say you are writing and stuff, but you weren't i mostly really... writing. Okay. I was
1: mostly like journaling and writing poems and writing short stories. I love flash stories, which are like right. um, super short stories that are like less than 500 words, like really short okay. sort of narrative. So I wrote a lot of those and then published some of them. Oh my and gosh. then um, I didn't really take photography seriously. I don't even think I still do take photography seriously (laughs) but um I didn't really get into it artistically until maybe last year oh wow yeah as
0: far as you being like taking it like I want to make this a part of my career and being
1: I think taking it more from like taking pictures of like people's kids and like you know milestones in people's lives into let me make some of the images that I'm I I see in my mind and I want to test them out Yes. And just sort of get them out. That's when that's when I started, like 2016, like the beginning of 2016.
0: And I cannot wait to get to that, but I want to save that for a little bit. Okay. A few questions <laughs> ahead. Sorry, I'm moving too No, you're fine. I, I'm just I'm super excited to talk about your <laughs> your process and everything, but I want to talk yeah. about kind of oh, your yeah. journey throughout school and stuff. Yeah, so school, so you I was said just you were, writing. Yeah, because yeah, you said you are broadcasting and you were English. Yeah. Okay, yeah, English yeah. Major. okay, gotcha. So
1: I was doing like, I was super into theater in, in high school. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually like, Auditioned and got accepted to Fordham University in New York, their theater program. It's like a big, that bit school. It, yeah, it's pretty big. Um, oh, wow. Denzel went there. Hell yeah, yeah. then. <laughs> Shout out. And then I was like too afraid to go, so I went to UNCG instead. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's like.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I mean, no, 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 I went to UNCG, no, no shame on UNCG, yeah, but, but like it's, that's crazy yeah, that like got sound like a pretty. Well, top I'm school, glad then, because
1: once I went to UNCG's theater program, I hated it. And then. Perfect. i'm like i'm glad i know now yeah <laughs> it's like a
0: first semester thing you were just like i hate this
1: yeah it, and it wasn't uncg it was like i feel like acting is one of those things yeah you got to train but a lot of it is like talent and i don't know if i had like the talent for that like i don't know if acting was like my
0: thing interesting
1: and so i was in this voice of the actor class It that that's what did it for me we were like rolling around on the floor it's called and like yelling and like hooping and doing all sorts of stuff and running around and i was like you know what this is not what i'm supposed <laughs> to do this is not i don't know how this is gonna be useful so i like dropped out and i was undecided for like a year or two. Oh, so you dropped out of the program Of oh, the program altogether. okay yeah, like, after that cool. class okay. yeah. like that one class i was like no and That's then like, i dropped out of that class that class okay <laughs> that, and that program you like
0: general studies and i'll figure um, it general out
1: general studies and then i'll just figure it out and then in the meantime i just took english courses like yeah. shit tons of english So, and I guess. (laughs) And then by the time I got to the end of my broadcasting um, major, um, I had so many English classes that it was basically a major. So I just declared in English and took like three more and had another major. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's insane. And obviously the broadcasting and the communications, you said? Yeah, screenwriting specifically. Okay. Gotcha.
1: What? Yeah. I was really into comedy writing
0: a while oh my gosh i feel like you've literally can talk about so many, <laughs> so many different so many different topics on this podcast but okay i'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep on track, keep on track. <laughs> cool so obviously you graduated
1: i did finally and by the grace of
0: god <laughs> so and then you say you started taking it really artistic, artistically seriously last in 2016
1: 2016
0: yeah okay cool so let's talk about what you were doing up to that point
1: Um, so what was it? 2012 was when I finally graduated. And then you're like, when you graduate, you're just sort of in a mad scramble to figure out how you're going to eat and pay your bills. Yes. So I I, like hopped on with a temp agency and started getting all these weird odd jobs, like clerical jobs. Yeah. Um, and then I worked at a call center and that was like the last, I would say job that I had that, that I just hated. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like God, I don't know, just working working in that environment is just ridiculous. If you've ever worked in a call center, I'd totally feel your pain. Um, but <laughs> I, had, I left that job because I was working, like, three jobs at the exact same time. And I had that job, and, like, I was working at the the bookstore at Forsyth Tech. And oh, then wow. I had another night job, and I was, like, constantly oh broke, my gosh. but, like, constantly broke. And then I had... Had, like gotten written up at work for going seven minutes over a break and uh, i was like you know what i'm gonna quit all these jobs. yes like I quit that's that ridiculous job. i quit that job i quit the first i had check job i quit all of them at the same time and i was like i'm just gonna like pay my bills and go to philadelphia <laughs> and i did that
0: what <laughs> she worked for a little while
1: well yeah yeah briefly and then i was still working at this tip agency and they called me and they were like so we have this assignment for you. And I was like, okay, I'll come home. So <laughs> I went home um, and they I went into this agency um, and I was supposed to do data entry. Okay. And then data entry ended up being like me getting a full-time job and my boss's job like within three months. And um, it was just like this huge healthcare Medicaid situation. Um, and now I'm I'm still with the company that I'm with now. Yeah. So it was like gotcha. a whole ordeal. So I was just working and trying to survive between two thousand twelve and two thousand sixteen. Like, I was just trying to eat. <laughs>
0: pay utilities. I was and survive. just trying to survive. Yeah, because
1: when you're like, and then also like, once I had finally like stabilized. I didn't have the free space to even think about creating because my job was, I was in a management position by that point. Oh, so you
0: were working like,
1: I was working like all day. I was working on weekends, Sundays, and I was like, and just tired. Yeah. So when you get home from something like, like you can't think. So it wasn't until like a little bit in 2016 that I got another position within the company that I liked. Mm -hmm. Um, It was in marketing. And, um, that was when I had free space. I wasn't in a management position anymore. I could like just chill. Perfect. And then after that, I built my business and then started sort of experimenting with photography. Right. So
0: by that, so when you graduated to, I guess 2016 ish, you weren't taking many photos.
1: No. Well in 2012, no, I wasn't, I wasn't taking any photos. Wow, I was so I wasn't break. taking any, I wasn't, the, the most work that I was doing was like weddings, and like, and every now and then. Every now and then. And only when people asked me to do it. Right. Like, <laughs> only right. because someone said that I did it and they were like, just call her.
0: Just call her. But but yeah, call her. I Actually, never, she'll do it. Yeah, she'll do it. She'll, she needs You're money. just like, yeah. She's homeless. <laughs> she hasn't eaten in a couple <laughs> days. She eaten a couple of days. Just, just call her. Just do it. Her, get a portrait session. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And now that brings us up to the to juice of it, obviously. <laughs> you know, I can tell you, I've been excited for this. Talk about this for a long time and i saw your work at the um at the show working work out, out with yeah. bianca Janie, who's been on here bianca's interview will be out oh <gasps> yes soon well though no, actually when this comes out is it would already been out so you listen to bianca's interview um but obviously yeah your, your art was that show i saw that i saw it on your instagram so first but yeah i went to the show and saw it this it blew me away and oh, well, every thanks. since then i was like i have to get ashley <laughs> on this interv- on this podcast because it's ridiculous so Guys, before she talks about the work, I want you to go look at is it. H-I-A-J dot, no, dot co dot <laughs> com dot co dot com H-I-A-J dot co mm-hmm. and look at it because it's ridiculous. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about your style. So where do these projects come from? I mean, I'm seeing the woven project and then yeah. the Magnolia stuff and then a lot of covered faces, yeah, and yeah, with, yeah. you know, with cotton and all that. So yeah, how does it all start?
1: So I'll start with woven, which was the very first time that I had ever like said to folks, I'm, I'm not going to do any more family stuff, engagement okay. stuff. No, I don't want to do any of that anymore. Okay. Um, which was kind of hard to do because you know, it just is. Um, but, but like the woven stuff was the first thing that I did. So I was just like, I'm just going to I don't know what I want to do, but I'm just going to schedule some sessions and I don't know where it's going to happen. I don't know what it's for. I'm just going to ask people if they want to do it. And so six people volunteered. Okay. And in my in my back seat, I had like um, all of these, all of this extra wool because I used to teach um, weaving classes. Mm-hmm. So I had like all of this extra wool and I had I saw these flowers outside of my job that i had been thinking about using for the longest and i couldn't figure out how to do it so i just went and plucked a bunch of them and on the day of the shoot i grabbed like all of these different woven things that i make because again i do weavings and all of these really massive yarn related projects yeah um and then just like went behind a food lion
0: what <laughs>
1: behind a food lion because i needed a black wall you
0: took I, them by, behind a food lion <laughs> So these are done by, I'm looking at these photos right now on my, on my iPad. These are done behind a food line.
1: Behind a food line. On a. I needed a black wall and I didn't have one. And I was like, and I'm always driving around looking at yeah. crazy walls. I'm like, I need a black wall. I know where there, there's one at. And it was at the food line.
0: Guys, there are no excuses.
1: <laughs> <There's> literally <laughs> no excuses. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> um, And I just, I did all of the sessions like, you know, pretty quickly Um, and took them like every 15 minutes until they were done and then was extremely surprised by the reception of the of the photos like it was my first time ever saying something as a as a, a creative who had just these different sort of images in, in in my mind and then the reception of the the photos just kind of blew my mind like i was just yeah. really like taken aback and kind of confused like (laughs) about why people identify with them or or thought they were interesting and because i had absolutely no intent when i took them and people are always asking me like what's what's the meaning and i'm like there's so many different reasons that these photos could have been taken and i don't want to apply intent where there was none um and so i just kind of listen to what people say when they when they when they talk about you know how it resonates with them and and i'm just like oh that's that's interesting i'll can like consider that you know yeah. um and when i present them i don't offer it i'm just like here's this photo so wow. that's where woven started for sure that's insane
0: yeah cool so i want to talk about the the tulip magnolia session oh uh, yeah yes okay so tell us about that one
1: yeah so um i wanted to do floral portraits and it's where i take you know, real flowers and, um, adhere them to faces using like, what is it called? A rug stopper. You know, those like plastic rug stoppers. No, what is Okay. So underneath the rug to keep it from sliding.
0: It's those little grids. Yeah. So you actually use that? Yeah. On the flower?
1: Well, on the face. face. So I'll just like lay it across the face and cut it into the face shape. And then um adhere the flowers through the little squares oh yeah people are always goodness. asking me how to do that so wait yeah.
0: so when you get the models you literally take their face yeah and you do it and, and i do it, do it live it.
1: like i do it right then so they're not pre-made they're made like the, as i'm doing what it yet. so they're made like for every portrait so yeah um so i have like on my site currently i only have two there's the Quanzan cherry and tulip magnolias and tulip magnolias um is actually taken behind a harris teeter <laughs> <laughs> And guys, <laughs> and
0: behind another grocery store. Uh, guys, behind another grocery store in the neighborhood. Resourcefulness right there. And
1: yeah, and not only that, like, this is a brand new Harris Teeter. There's a lot of foot traffic. Um, and we just, like, I just had my friends, like, hold up pieces like, of fabric. Yes. <laughs> and um, just sat her. And yeah, those those actually are my favorite. So I think I'm going to continue floral portraits yes. this, this spring. So if you're listening and you want to be topless, with a um, with flowers on your face,
0: let Ashley Johnson know. let me
1: let me know let me let's do that.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned for content information. <laughs> and is is this like a for women or
1: for? I think I'm just gonna branch out. It can be for yeah. anybody. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if I want men to be topless. sure but it's okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I mean, we were talking a little bit about just resourcefulness. And, yeah, yeah. And um, how a lot of the the stuff that i make comes from just being completely resourceful like i'm always scrapping around outside yeah stealing plants off of out of people's yards yeah <laughs> hell yeah um, like big palms like i'll get palms from like mexican restaurants for shoots <laughs> <Should> <laughs> out, out the restaurant. i have like a mini saw in my car Jesus that I, I got from dollar tree
0: i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get this plant. <laughs>
1: yeah so the the floral portraits um those again those those tulips were outside of my job and i just wanted to see what it looked like so a lot of it is just like i have an idea and i just want to get the image out of my head and i I think this was also before i bought a decent camera as well i had like a t3 at the time and the lens was really shot like it would always make sort of i don't know these really blurry images yeah so um this was also before I had a decent computer too so I would take the photos on um and then just upload them to my really bad computer and edit them through my phone.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
1: so the the edits that are on Woven or through are like phone edits in like Visco are you familiar with VSCO? Oh my gosh, I love Visco. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I I edited those through Visco and then also those um the Tulip Magnolia portraits through Visco. And then when I finally got Photoshop and a decent computer, that's when I sort of like went in and did some touching
0: up so that's cool though because it's cool when you are used to using something that's not as good It's just something you get later you appreciate it a lot more oh yeah. yeah like
1: now i'm so excited like i have a like an actually good camera yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so now i make like you know i take pictures and i don't have to like stress over like oh i'm gonna have to do so much post work like just yeah. to get this to look decent it's like the camera, Shot the it. body is good, the lens is good. I don't have to stress, but it's right. okay. But like at that time, it's just like what I had to That's work with. Have, yeah, you
0: know, it's all about starting where you are, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. you know, and it's amazing that you use you have those tools that are mostly free, yeah, and you're stealing plants out <laughs> <at> of <a> restaurants. <laughs> but people, obviously, there's seriously the photography is not inexpensive things so everything about getting into it just go ahead and dive yeah, in yeah
1: even if you have just an iphone yeah like I, exactly like most i would say 99 percent of the photos on my instagram are iphone photos yeah and maybe like 99.9
0: like iphoneography is a thing yeah, it's, it's like happening. people are getting paid to are like which blows my yeah, mind yeah it's crazy <laughs> like straight up getting dollars for taking photos on their phones getting so, their guys, bills paid just freaking just do it <laughs> if you're thinking about it but cool so let's dive into to more of these projects so yeah. obviously magnolia is a five five part series. Yes. You, yeah. um, so tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So um, after I did Woven, I Beyonce's Lemonade. Shout out to Beyonce. Visual. Oh yeah. Like what? Beyonce's like visual. I don't know movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much what thing. it was—a uh,
0: one long <laughs> um, like one, film.
1: Yeah, Lemonade came out, and everybody kept texting me and was like, "Yo, I feel like you could have made some of these images." And I'm like, "Yep." Okay, so I went and checked it out, and then after that, after I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, I gotta get off social media like right now and go what? work." Yeah, so it and, hit you like that. Yeah, I was like, "I gotta take, I gotta go into hibernation," and now I'm I'm out. <laughs> and so I like logged off for like three months and wow. made um I well I did like a Facebook call asking people like who wants to participate, and then after that, the only communication I had with folks was like email, um, oh, so no then, phone. Yeah no well I you know texted well, yeah phone, yeah but, but like, like I was not on social media at all okay um and and just communicated with them via email and scheduled these shoots so like the first chapter is origins which I trespassed on someone's porch for those <laughs>
0: wait <laughs> let's go ahead and rewind and guys you should listen. look at the look at the images on her website to follow along with this but okay so you're this porch that they're on.
1: Yeah, that house. I went all over like this part of Winston that has these sort of older homes. Right. um, Looking for like the perfect porch. And (laughs) sure enough, there was like this wraparound porch around this gorgeous southern house that had it was for sale so okay it it was an empty house yeah it wasn't a real it wasn't someone else i'm thinking there's some
0: sunday afternoon and you're like yeah they're like (laughs) like, porch.
1: they were like between like construction so there were construction crews that were coming in right but i don't know when they were so there was like this huge magnolia tree out i was like yeah this is it i don't know if the day that i'm gonna choose is gonna be when people are coming to work on this house i don't care so, I um, went and did the masks at my house, and I put these topless women in my car, and we went to this, <laughs> this
0: porch. It's the last shot. <laughs> yeah, and I had
1: like my friend who's always assisting me on these. So, yeah, Origins was the first one. And just, you know, on a more serious note, like the, the entire body of work was about, um, like the entire chapter, the series was about just my primary experience with cutting off my hair and then all of the things that sort of paraded out of that experience so um i think the first time i had ever seen my real hair was when i was 24 i'm 30 now so i um i had never like i had always had like relaxed hair right and so i was like you know i had these braids and i was just really curious about what my real hair really looked like yeah and it was also at a time where everybody was starting to go natural which is like the process by which you cut off your relaxed hair and you just, you know, wear your hair the way it grows out of your scalp Yeah. Um, for those who are, are not familiar. So yeah. um, it, that moment, like when I cut it off, I went and looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm ugly. Like that's what I said to myself and right. like cut off the light and I left. And oh, wow. it, yeah, it was like a really traumatic experience. Like to look at myself and tell myself like I'm ugly because I'm in my natural state, that was really bizarre to me. Wow. And in a lot of ways, like for a lot of women, it you can you either just are like, "Yo, let me get a perm right quick and go back to where I was" because I'm tripping, or it's like you wait it out, you learn it. But I went and bought like all of this braiding here the next day and got my hair braided because I was like, "I'm not about to look at myself like that. Like immediately, oh yeah, yeah. I was not planning, so I was like, "I'm not about to look at myself like this," and. I didn't even keep the braids long i kept them like a couple weeks because i was like nah like i can't be playing myself like this like so i i got rid of the braids and then i sat on the floor and was just like youtubing like how to take care of my hair like what do i do what type of hair do i have like which there is a thing like you know different curl patterns different curl types that you know make hair care different for different black women Mm -hmm. um and so I just started asking myself tons and tons of questions. And then while also experiencing this new life with natural hair and like how um, just how interesting it was to to be, I guess, a different person, but still the same. So like I would get weird comments from my family, older women mostly that was like, well, yeah, don't expect for your hair to look like, you know, curly and great, you know, to have quote unquote good hair. Um, and then just, and then like dating, like navigating the dating space with, which, with natural, with natural hair, hair, which, yeah, which was, which was really bizarre.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it was, I'm sure there was, not a whole different subject, but yeah, like, I'm it sure is. sure totally was experience is. for sure.
1: Yeah. And so asking myself like all of these really, really deep questions about like beauty standards and who taught, who told me that I was ugly with my own hair, you mm-hmm. know, like where did that come from? And that's when I took all of these questions into Magnolias, and that's where those came from. So origins, the entire body is not about racism. It's not about blackness in a in opposition to whiteness. It's blackness in opposition to blackness. blackness yeah. yeah. About, so understanding where intraracial racism comes from yeah. and how so attached it is to beauty standards, um, and how hair is like I guess the anchor for a lot of that self-hatred um in origins you we talk about or it, that particular um series talks about the dating space and how um there's this whole light-skinned dark-skinned mm-hmm. war and how one can be better than the other and how that's perpetuated in by men yes. among us yes it is um so that's what origins talks about south talks about being a southern woman and how southern identity and southern femininity is so different from being you know just a woman anywhere else it's like i don't know how traveled you are but like you know leaving the south and going anywhere else you feel like something has lifted up off of you like
0: honestly <laughs> yes. yes i remember
1: the first time going yes. to la and i was like why are all of these white people so approachable? <laughs> like, why is everybody so nice? Yes, yes, I, yes. Like, have you been to L.A.? I haven't
0: been to L.A., but me and Jacob would travel. I mean, Chicago's not super far away, but, like, it's still it's it, yeah, it's, it feels it's a lot totally different. It's totally different.
1: Yeah. Um, And so, with South and throughout that the entire thing um i asked like a couple of my friends who are really accomplished writers early writers southern women writers um one which is in a phd program at du the other one which is in a phd program at pratt um to write um poems and reflections to go alongside some of these photos and in south um my friend bailey pittinger wrote um a beautiful beautiful poem um speaking to what it feels like to have that sort of southern weight lifted off of you mm-hmm. um, by, and how, feminine, by yeah, yeah by leaving or just by staying and, yeah. and what that feels like um family is um i don't know if that's the next chapter i can't remember it's laid out <laughs> on my website um bloom yeah bloom okay mm-hmm. yeah so bloom i was living in this neighborhood with my sister i'm a vagabond so <laughs> i was living with my sister and um i don't know if you've ever like if you grew up in neighborhoods where just everybody's black, but it's like the kids are like the coolest thing about the neighborhood. Yes. (laughs) I agree. And so I just like watch these kids and you have all types of kids. You have like dark skin kids. And there was a kid next door to us that was albino. Like it was just like amazing, but like watching them and like looking at them every day and how they sort of play together and sort of heal quickly. Like, they get angry at each other, but it's like, well, you're still my friend the next day. Like, understanding yes, that. Youth, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's just beautiful. And then also looking at how skin color can play into that and, like, how unaware kids are f- primarily about what color they are angry. until they're told. exactly. Um, and yep. so I have a niece who, in that series, is the darkest in that series. And um, bef- I just had all these kids come in through the neighborhood and bring a white T-shirt and ask them to sit for me and um they like as they saw their other friends come and they were like my mom said it was okay we can do it um and i was taking classes at sika at the time so it was like my final project for sika and um not was it no not sika sawtooth the sawtooth school in winston okay gotcha gotcha um so uh, the kids would come and sit and so i would just talk to them about like skin color and just ask them questions like really random questions that just seemed like harmless but it was just like just trying to figure out you know what they think about themselves and at what point do they separate themselves from like just the 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 quick healing forgiveness of youth and their hyper awareness of themselves in the world and i asked my niece um if she did she, if she knew she was gorgeous and she said no and it just kind of struck me with her being the the darkest in the series that she would think that. And and just also sort of navigating if, if that, if that thought was attached to her skin color and in a lot of ways it was. So just even in kids, I mean, she was one of the oldest out there, but just even in kids sort of understanding um, where those things can come from and how they originate. I wrote reflections for each of the chapters in the series. And I talk about my experience being a black girl who had white interests mm-hmm. um and what that means for your parents to sort of call you white when you're interested in shit like collecting bugs you know what yeah, i mean yeah um and how that can impress upon you later on right um and then sort of dealing with my own racial racism sort of separating myself like almost like surgically from blackness because i was picked on yeah for liking certain things and it wasn't until like even after i graduated that i was like you know, sort of working my way back into blackness, right? After cutting off my hair, right. so, um, and then one of uh, the next series after Bloom, um, is Family, mm-hmm. and I wanted like the this couple, um, who obviously had children because you see a doll in the photo. It's just one photo, mm-hmm. um, who ha- who obviously had children, but you don't necessarily know where they where it comes from.
0: Okay, yes, I was wondering um,
1: that. And the doll is a white doll. Because, you know, black girls play with white dolls and that's like normal, you know? Um and I just wanted to sort of I don't know, underline the fact that whiteness is so ingrained in our identity that it's almost absurd sometimes yeah, yeah. for us to assimilate within our within ourselves. Right. You feel wrong about it. Yeah, you way. feel kinda weird. Like yep. I saw <laughs> I have a friend who, um, who has a, a daughter who plays with a black baby doll and it just like struck me as odd really yeah that was just very like, i just thought it was weird it was like, doc mcstuffins like right. are you familiar like I'm she's just black. like a a black doctor yeah that's a character that's like cool. a, yeah um but even still i'm just like white people don't let their kids play with black babies. you know like really? i mean maybe i don't know but like in in black households like having a white baby is just Standard.
0: That was like, a, that was the thing.
1: Yeah. And mostly because you don't see black babies yep. or you just babies your color. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so that's why that photo has a, has a, a black baby
0: in it. And I mean, the, a white baby in it. And, and the, the poem you wrote with it.
1: Yeah. So it, it was, was like my experience with, um, with myself and like my mom and, okay. um, it. just, I don't know, just really specific, um, details about having my hair done as a child which okay. was really interesting <laughs> y'all go read the poem it's on her website um and cool. then the last and chapter is sestina um which is about sisterhood and and um just black women and how we how we operate alongside each other um in a lot of ways and just sort of i guess saying that it's okay to be to be sisters to be together to Mm -hmm. be that we're all in the same narrative like even though there's so many different ways to separate us um to pit us against each other like Mm -hmm. we are still in the same story um because you know even being natural or relaxed like even that's like a (laughs) a polarizing discussion you know it's like a completely different lifestyle so or, or so it would seem so um that's what Sistina was about but the but the larger work had so much to do with blackness and how we deal with each other okay. um and how we kind of i don't know operate alongside each other and yeah well, that's so beautiful
0: <laughs> thanks and the way and the obviously the whole the images are so beautiful but the clothing like how does that play into it? Is there anything against with the clothing?
1: Um, I think all of them are like whites and neutrals. that's what I was wondering. So the, in all of the photos, the faces are either covered by wool or covered by braids. Right. Um, and so all of these masks, um, are basically, a lot of times I remove faces from photos. So you don't have, the help of having someone else's expression define the image for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's defining for me throughout the entire series is how attached my hair identity is to everything about me. Um, And so it just made sense to cover hair and braids. Um, And also understanding like contextualizing the time it takes um, to do certain things. And the photos I wanted to be, like timeless almost Mm -hmm. so if you don't have if you have photos if you have you know sort of wardrobe that's neutral white not necessarily period adjusted you know yeah um you don't have anything to go on except for the poses and what's in the photo so you don't I i mean i think origins has like sort of that sort of slave period feel yeah that's why i was gonna ask you if that was significant to uh, to that time Mm -mm. i think it just sort of speaks to you know how how deeply rooted skin color divisiveness is yeah um and how early it began you know Mm -hmm. um yeah so but yeah throughout the throughout the the entire thing you have these sort of dressed period pieces i guess yeah um on some of the women so it, it's not pointed it's just sort of keep you from i guess diverting from the whole the image as a whole
0: okay mm-hmm. perfect that's that's amazing i love that <laughs> and like i'm i'm trying to imagine your, you know when you're on set and stuff so when this is kind of more of to your how your creative process goes yeah. on these sessions so, when they get there, you like kind of explain to them what's going on. Yeah, and... usually
1: beforehand, I tell, I kind of tell people yeah. what's going to happen. And a lot of times I don't.
0: <laughs> really? And yeah. And really then people mystery. are, just,
1: yeah. And then people are like really excited just to participate. Yeah. Just to um, be a part of it. Yeah. And then I try to pair people who work well physically together. Um, so people don't necessarily know what I'm doing. But like during the shoots, it's as much and an experience for them since they're masked as it is for me so just sort of imagining being in a space where you have all of your senses except for sight and conveying this really poignant story um it's really an experience so which is what i also want to do because i have a well i guess we can talk about that later but i have a show coming up at Revolution Mill. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like that. About that uh, we'll talk about that at the We'll talk about it at the uh, end, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, sort of incorporating those things into that show as well so you can sort of see it and experience it at the same time. Oh, my gosh.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for that. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be there <laughs> for sure. Um, so, yeah, let's kind of venture off into, like, some of your inspirations. Like- yeah either in these obviously you're in a bunch of avenues so yeah it can be inspirations from anywhere writers photographers yeah. is anywhere
1: yeah i'm not i'm not inspired by any one person per se right i'm i'm inspired by a whole bunch of stuff so like like i love solange like i oh love God. i love that one <laughs> was like <laughs>
0: groundbreaking yeah
1: like amazing and not just Just the music, like, her whole deal is just, like, unapologetically gorgeous. And I love how she, like, how she treats color. Like, she has sort of these, like, foggy pastels and, like, really bold, monochrome, like, primary color situation going on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm really into Solange. Um, You and I are both friends of Andre Wagner, like, New York street photographer. Yeah, like, he is, I, I admire his like ability to because to be a street photographer you just have to like snap
0: you're out there yeah you're looking for moments you're walking
1: yeah you're walking you're (laughs) looking for moments and you're also not caring about what people are saying when you're taking a photo like Mm -hmm. you really have to be invisible but completely visible in order to get a good shot and so and he's like right up on you so i'm like I'm, (laughs) i'm so into andre wagner and lately, I've been studying um, just more and more female artists. Um, I posted recently about Nadine Igeri. Okay. I, don't, I can't remember. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, but she is a photographer. She does, like, commercial work. But she also does these really almost Vivian Meyer-esque, like... Oh strangeness but with a lot of color yeah um yeah she's really cool so i'm i'm inspired by that i'm in, i'm inspired i read a lot so i'm inspired by um again short form narratives yeah, I was wondering. Um, if you, uh, yeah so yeah because flash stories they like they they don't require a resolution it's just right. a, a step a, like a snap in time so I, I i like to think that my photos also
0: offer no or resolution yeah.
1: yeah 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 so inspired by a lot of things that i read um you follow me on ig so i watch a lot of stuff yes <laughs> Just
0: lord of the rings recently actually oh I my saw god that. it's and on I'm, netflix now isn't it? it's
1: on netflix and i'm so mad because i can't watch the other two why i've se- because they're not on netflix like uh, netflix the first one they only put the fellowship on there <sighs> and so i'm like i want to watch the two towers like i want to watch
0: come on come yeah, on come people on netflix Jesus.
1: Yeah, I might have to like just just stream it from Apple or something. I don't know. But yeah, I watch a lot of stuff. I don't do a lot of documentaries. They scare me. But oh really? uh, uh, Because
0: they're real. They're
1: too real for such a long period of time. It's like you're in a subject immersed. And when you come out, like, you're like, okay, now I gotta buy a juicer.
0: Yes. <laughs> Which is what happened oh my to me. Gosh. Which
1: is what happened to me. Food ink. <laughs> the, <laughs> the last time I watched a documentary, mm. I bought a juicer. And I'd like, like
0: you probably went on Amazon immediately before it even ended, you were just like, yep, yeah, I'm done. I went with this to
1: Target. Juicer. I went to Target. I spent a hundred dollars on a juicer and I was like, I'm gonna change my life. I'm gonna solve everything right now <laughs> with this juicer. <laughs> yeah so no i don't watch docs but i I wish i was really into them um and yeah yeah so those are most and then my my, i'm pretty entrepreneurial so most of my inspiration comes from people who work hard like okay yeah people who like go um and then one of my favorite entrepreneurs she is the ceo of curlbox her name is my teal okay um and she's just like one of those like gritty no, sh- like just straight up, just like, straight up black women. Who's just like, you either do the work or you, you get left. left. <laughs> you so off. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm always inspired by people who just have crazy work ethic.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna
0: have to probably give you some, um, give you, give me some of those readings or some of your favorite authors or something later after yeah, this because yeah. I've been reading a lot too. Jacobs inspired me to read things. Aww. Shout out to Jacob Shout out to Jacob <laughs> <laughs> But that's crazy how like reading the work will can really influence your artistic. Because you're abilities. in your mind. Like, there's exactly. nothing visual.
1: And reading these days is really hard because my phone is so easy. Like, right. I, there's no work required. Yeah. And <laughs> with books, like, you actually have to care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's very true. You really have to, like, really dive in and care about what you're.
1: And, like, cut everything out and for real read.
0: Yes. It can be. It's very. It's hard Hashtag to do for sometimes. Real sorry, for real, read. <laughs> Actually, taking what you're reading and going over. It's <laughs> cool. Just so talk about some of your um, marketing and branding techniques. Uh, okay. With your, obviously, with your your work is very. It's like you don't do any other work other than your personal stuff, right? Unless someone ask. I do
1: so much that yeah. people don't see. Um, That's true. That's true. Yeah, 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 and it's mostly for like businesses and brands and. And I do some these days still, like I recently did my friend's engagement. Okay, so you Um, still do. Every now and again. Right. Yeah, it's got to be real special. Like the only time I'll I'll do weddings is if like your photographer bails on you. Like like the day before, which I've had happen. Really? Yeah, like people are just like, my photographer bailed on me, please. And I'm like, all right. Or yeah. like someone was like a photographer would cover the the ceremony but not, but the, not reception. the reception. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> so I jumped in there. So
0: that's a whole different argument. I, I, I have my qualms on people who do that, but it's a whole different thing. But yeah. So, so yeah,
1: I do a lot and. Um, but I don't advertise. Right, never advertise. That low key. I feel so weird advertising. It's like, really? yeah, like sessions for fifty dollars. Like I feel so weird doing that. <laughs> so,
0: like, how are you working around like marketing, and branding yourself, and not doing that? Or do you just kind of want to keep it like low key, and word of mouth?
1: I keep it word of mouth because yeah. I, get, I get a surprising amount of requests yeah, from word of that's mouth, very true. like it's it's still surprises. You know? <laughs> um it's like i'm like how did you find me it's like this one person saw this one thing that you did on one thing and here i am um but strategy like i don't have any strategy other than to like consistently be myself right. and post and like i know that i need to care more about posting on instagram and being on social media but I, I feel so sticky when I do it yeah. but I have to do it yeah. but it's like post more process post more process shots I'm like alright but it just feels so sticky to do it um, but I don't have any marketing strategy like somebody asked me recently I did like an interview with the winston-salem journal and she was like so where did your name come from because people think hi aj is like my name but mm-hmm. it's really they think it's like hi or hi or something yeah. and it's like no it's literally hi
0: aj, hi AJ. yes yes <laughs> so was i was like oh oh i'm like that maybe i sense.
1: should change my name to hi <laughs> i
0: got that when i did it when i said Rihanna, I was like oh, okay i see what she did there yeah
1: hi it's just Hi. it was like when instagram first dropped and you could still get a, a name with four letters. in <laughs> it. <Gosh. laughs> now you have to like really finagle that. You're freaking buy people that, hey, I will give you a
0: thousand dollars. You have that. I had name.
1: Somebody try to buy mine, and I was like, no. if you give me some money, yes, yep. yeah. But they weren't trying to. Anyway, um. So yeah. So hi, AJ, just like happened, and then I was like, I'm just gonna put it on everything because it's easy to remember. It's just four letters. It's very simple. And I don't, I don't think anything that I'm doing is intentional. I think I'm just doing it because it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that's what you should do anyways. Yeah, like it's know? like
1: alright, everybody's online. You should probably put your stuff online. And then I made my site last year. Yeah. Was it last Yeah, last year. So that's that
0: fairly the- recent.
1: Everything is recent. Like everything I'm doing is like in the last year, like since 2016.
0: It's crazy yeah. how... Your body of work looks like you've been doing it forever.
1: No, I think I've been a collector forever. Yes, that's I true. Think, I mean, I guess yeah. your ability, <laughs> your ability show—that's what
0: makes sense. Like you've been, you really have been collecting things for all your life. Yeah, totally. And now it's just like it's online.
1: Yeah, now I'm putting it out there. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to make more work this she's, year.
0: She's an OG. Yeah. I'm what's trying. your plans for? What's your plans for? 2018.
1: 2018. I want to study black men i want to get to know them i want to sleep in their houses i want to like follow them around hello and yeah i'm being so serious though no, like no. I,
0: <laughs> you can come over okay so you can follow me yeah, and, yeah i'll cook I, for you yes <laughs> yeah that's, you can
1: stalk me for food <laughs> that's exactly
0: what i want to hear
1: yeah yeah so that's really what i want to do i want to study black men i just want to understand y'all yes um, because I don't currently, so, Oh come on! and I wanted to, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. It's like rocket science, but it's okay. That's I'm it working does. my way through it. But yeah, I want to study <laughs> black men. I want to do floral portraits this spring. Yes. So I want to bring those back. I have a, 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 actual camera these days. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a sh- uphill struggle, yeah. but yeah. Um, so I, I want to do floral portraits and then I just want to, shoot more often because i really don't shoot as much as
0: the price seems I, yeah. you do with your phone
1: with my phone yeah but like counts. my camera like There's i pull it out when i think about some dust on it not really i use it but like you know <laughs> i pull it out when i think about when i have a project and i'm ready to go yeah but outside of that like nah Mm-mm. that's crazy
0: yeah. that's cool though i mean you know whatever i mean you you're, you're i need to be more time. consistent but that's, that yeah. was on my goals that's for like this a that's a disciplinary thing I, I feel that all the time like i'll you know i'll go weak sometimes yeah you it's know? definitely
1: been weeks for me i yeah. mean outside of that <laughs> the engagement i did yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> so cool let's talk about some of your your upcoming things so you have this show
1: i have the show
0: so actually no let's talk about work it out first okay okay cool, so cool. you were recently at a show what, what's that workspace called
1: it's called Studio Five Hundred Three.
0: Studio Five Hundred Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she Five Hundred Three East Washington. Yeah, and yeah. it's a great space. It's still being worked on, I guess. But this show was yeah. in December.
1: Yeah. No. Well, that show. Yeah, that that, that show was in December. Right. The upcoming one is this June. That's in June. Yeah, that's my the one in June. It'll be my first show, solo show. So Work It Out was my first show ever with a group. Okay. It was my first show ever, actually. Really, your first time? <laughs> yeah, showing? I had never shown anything. Uh, and I had so many really cool ideas that we weren't able to execute because the weather. Th- it, like, decided oh, to yeah. snow that day. Oh, That day,
0: day. this Jacob did with yeah. to that, too. It
1: was such a rough day. Yeah, it that day
0: like, it was terrible. And the power was going in and oh out. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. But all things considered, like, so many people came out. It like, was packed. It was packed in there. And food. I sold work. And I, like, sold out all of my pap- my prints on the table, which you got. I did I you get did. all five? I did. Oh, wow, well, Yeah. I so, support the homies, man. You do support the homies. I got to. Let me pour some out for my homies.
0: Don't put it. Wait, put a that's when on. people die. Wait, never mind. You should pour the water on <laughs> Jacob's recording equipment. No, Jacob.
1: <laughs> Jacob's like, please, <laughs> please, God.
0: All right. Anyways. Yeah. So, workout was awesome. Glad it worked out. Yeah, the weather just sucked, but it did turn out good. I have a video for that coming out soon, so be on the lookout for that. But, um, yeah, so the show at Rev Mill, mm-hmm. I want to, so was give us, like, a kind of a brief kind of don't tell us don't tell us everything but i'm not
1: going to tell you everything mostly because i don't know everything but what I, <laughs> I know when it's taking place i'm doing an artist talk which will also be a first so everything i'm doing is like a first so uh, i'll do an artist talk on that following saturday just to give people the opportunity to like come in and see the see the stuff and like have their whole day to really get there instead of like on fridays um and i actually have the date but i don't know it quite well, I don't have it on me right now, but I wow. it's in my email somewhere. But um, wow. yeah. So the Revolution Mill show will be a combination of some of the things you saw at Work It Out. So a lot of the um, the woven pieces will be there, of course, um, and some of the pieces from, um, Work It Out, which is like that whole Magnolia series. So I'll do some of that and the new work that I want to make this year. I'm so excited! Yeah. yeah yes,
0: yeah. and you know, like I so said, you kind of have you don't know quite yet, but yeah
1: as a matter of fact let me look at my calendar ask me the next question i'll, I'll jump it in
0: yes okay so where do you want to end with uh what we have a thousand creative endeavors but <laughs> what's your end goal for i guess the place you want to go like as far as like what you want to do
1: um i don't know yet and like there's so much i don't know i wish i had like yeah. really cool answers um but I don't know. I feel like I'm being pulled in sort of this artistic direction, which is great. And the cool thing is like the right people see what I'm doing and they offer me space. Yeah. And which is really cool. Cause I met Tahi, um, who is at the one who sort of offered me the show at, at revolution mill. Like I met her there and she was just like, I'm really, you know, really into this work. Like let's get you in a space. Yes. Um, Devin, McKnight,
0: Yo, shout out Devin. yeah, shout to Yeah,
1: she's dope. Like, she's the one who's always like, "You should do this. Do you want to do work it out?" Which it, which like puts me in, in cool spaces. So whenever friends who I, whose judgment I trust, like, ask me to do certain things, I'm like, well, okay. Okay. "All right," and I, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just like, I'll do it. Like, I had someone else recently. Asked me to apply for like some sort of fellowship or something. I'm like, I trust you. I'll do it. And I'll just go ahead and do it. And usually, like, the doors will kind of just open. open. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Taking those leaps of faith. So I don't
1: know exactly where I want to take it. I think I'm just sort of following it. And I think I just, for myself, I need to be more diligent in making work. Yeah. Like, more often so that it can be seen more often, so that it can be more public and just sort of keep that. Yeah, it's kind of like the, going.
0: You know, small steps, mm-hmm. equal big goals. Um, yeah. But yeah, awesome. So give us uh, my favorite part of all these interviews. <laughs> um, some advice to the up and coming, the advice to the people who already made it, and maybe some advice to the people who are kind of in between.
1: Um, Some of the best advice that I've ever heard, which I take with me everywhere, is um, your opportunities will always find you working. Yeah. You'll always find you working, which means like as long as you have your head down and your hands are going like you sometimes don't have to even knock on the doors like people will offer them to you. Yeah. Um, and it's been true for every major opportunity that I've had in my life. It's like it, which is which goes, you know, for another piece of advice, which is like there's no traffic on the extra mile like. You're usually the only one on the extra mile. Yeah. And if you have that work ethic, like. I love that. You'll, it just spills into everything. Like being diligent and disciplined about every single thing in your life. So even when I have like spells of like, like right now where I'm not making much work, I'm just sort of trusting that space. Right. Like I don't, and I'm not down on myself about it. I don't feel like. Oh, I should be working. I should be doing this. Like my, like like trust the fact that your space is giving you
0: room. Exactly. Like, space is yeah, good. Yeah,
1: the downtime is giving you room. Like your work is letting you rest. Like just chill. So yeah, your your opportunities will find you working. Um there's no there's no traffic on the extra mile. Um and even advice for myself like just be more consistent. Don't compare yourself to others, oh, which, is, which is which right is hard. Like and
0: people, I think people do that without even meaning to do it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's like, well, there's so many people who are making work, and I'm like, there's so there's space for everybody. Yeah, like the percentage of people who are doing creative work and like the rest of everybody is it's like it's not actually that big. Pretty, <laughs> yeah, you took
0: everyone in a small bubble. Yeah, it's, it's, not, like, that it's not that big. Like there is
1: room for everyone, yeah. so yeah. don't ever get bogged down worrying about like. You know your peer is like the best person. You know, um, find dope creative friends.
0: Yes, the community is very important.
1: Yeah, keeping your community like pretty dope. Yep. People who are making, people who are doing, people who are gonna like hold a mirror up to you and be like, "Yo, girl, what you doing?" Yes. Get your ass to work. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that I, that's that's my advice for people who are who are trying, who are striving.
0: I love that. I love that. <laughs> the extra mile think you said it was was pretty crazy because there's usually no traffic on that there's never any people usually are not going you know
1: no 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 no. you like you show up you do your work you leave but it's like no it's like yep do more because you can not yeah. because it's necessary yeah because
0: you physically you can do more and it's just so why such not? a benefit <laughs> you know what i'm saying which is
1: which leads into like your opportunities will find you working like every single like no exaggeration like every job i've ever gotten yep every advancement opportunity i've ever gotten every show i've ever gotten was because someone saw me working yep. um and doing more than what was necessary and then that's where the door opened and then you just become known for being someone who's reliable Mm-hmm. Um. Not. Not even just from a creative standpoint. It's just like, just generally in life. Like it'll. It will. That sort of discipline will bleed, everywhere else.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. This is everything I wanted it to be. It wasn't. Yes, this was so a glad. great interview. I I love that you explained all the parts of your your website. Like I said, I I had a different <laughs> kind of view of what was going on, but obviously you kind of said it doesn't really have yeah you of make your own story you know out of yeah the you can build your own story because i definitely thought that was a you know specific time period but um yeah yeah it i really mean cool. and it, it can be and yeah. it's
1: it's okay if it is right. like um i i just the the only thing that i really want people to come away understanding is that like because people tend to glaze over when it comes to color issues race issues it's like oh here we go it's like yeah. no but like what about this window into black on black? Yeah, racism, which which happens yes, every day. Happens so every single um, day, and then also my experiences with that. So yeah, so that's that's the main takeaway. But wherever wherever you land on my website, wherever you land in my work, like glean your own fantastic ideas about what you think.
0: Yes. It's happening. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just tell us where to find you on the interwebs. You
1: can find me at hiaj, that's hiaj.co online. Um hiaj on Snapchat, hiaj on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can email me. You can send me weird photos. You can let me follow you around if you're a black man. Yes. Or post topless for me. Yes. Yeah, just just message me. I'm really nice, promise. She's alright yeah she's nice
0: <laughs> also this is a kind of a side thing but what's the food instagram
1: oh hi aj eats y'all so, let yeah me, hi AJ, let me, aj dot eats it's I, where all my food is
0: i found this instagram and i <laughs> immediately texted ashley and i was like oh wow i yeah. forgot what i said verbatim but i was like blown away i she we can probably bring you back on for another yeah, segment I'll talk later about in food. life yeah. yeah
1: but i i cook a lot and i didn't want to like go put everything all on my current page so i just made a separate page just for just simple foods and like i do recipes a lot of times i cook live last night i burnt some broccoli i posted that
0: you burnt some broccoli
1: i burnt the hell out of some broccoli last (laughs) night i made that was the same that i made those great pork chops oh my god those pork chops yeah and that like simultaneously some broccoli was dying in the oven (laughs) it's terrible yeah but yeah i post my fails because it's like about you know simple home cooking i'm not an expert i'm not a chef but i know flavor so yeah.
0: perfect well that's a little, that was a little side thing for yeah. y'all so if you're feeling up to it follow her food instagram
1: iaj.eats
0: yes but definitely follow go to her website and look at these bodies of work because they're amazing and obviously you can make your own story about it which is Yay. wonderful and amazing <laughs> what photography and what creating is you know make up whatever you think it was about yeah. it's about which is wonderful um but cool so thank you again thank
1: you for having me
0: for sure we could pur- pur- bring you back for your writing or something Please, like this just
1: great <laughs> just great i just want to talk yeah
0: for <laughs> sure cool all right guys bye, bye.